0: listening to the number 1 podcast for Olive Branch and Eastern DeSoto County this is OB Pod Morning, Cash. Morning, Zach. How we doing, brother? Oh, enjoying the best day ever yourself. I love, I love the phrase, man. Love the phrase. Well, I'm just getting excited, man, because uh, this is that uh, Thanksgiving week. And, it, this uh, is our prime. This is where we shine, baby. <laughs> I'm here for it. This is where I excel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who needs motivation when there's People food? have been,
1: you know, training, getting sweatpants and everything. No, no, no. This is a lifestyle. <laughs> so how dare you try to <laughs> impede on our territory here?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, before we get into the Thanksgiving conversation about food and everything, did you have a good week?
1: I did, you know, It's like you said, been doing a lot of preparing for Thanksgiving, getting some recipes together, breaking out some of the old family cookbooks, and just getting ready. The week went by fast, I got family in town, all the nephews, so I'm going to enjoy a little bit of time with them this weekend, and a little bit of the trampoline park should be a nice little dangerous time. Yeah, dangerous. Yeah, exactly. so if anyone's... For be, the trampoline and you. Yes, be careful, <laughs> come Monday, anybody, when this episode is released, there will be little sweet people out there jumping in and enjoying themselves there
0: you go i heard that well okay, i'm the same as you man i've been I'm anticipating this whole week uh you know with thanksgiving coming um and you know but i gotta I got stop and say that uh, i got a special 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 message from my amazing and beautiful wife alicia today is her birthday november 20th and I won't say the year, otherwise this will be the last time you hear my voice. <laughs> Not and, a day over twenty-one. Absolutely. Well, she's been in a constant, you know, staying pattern. But, absolutely. Um, I just want to say a special happy birthday to her. It means a lot. She uh, she's my world with my kids, and it goes a long way for everything we do here. So I appreciate her.
1: Yes, happy birthday, Alicia. A lot of this is made possible due to you, and a lot of people don't know the things behind the scenes. But thank you to her for allowing us to be able to. Do something and give back to the community, and I wish it is the best one yet.
0: Absolutely. Of course, I've got a little extra special message right here.
2: Mommy, we, we love, love you. Happy birthday.
0: You know, I had to sneak it in there, Cash. It was one of those things, yeah. man.
1: Having a platform like this, why not go the extra why mile? Why
0: not? Well, guys, we also want to say thank you for last week's episode. It was a huge success. A really special thank you to the teachers, administrators, parents, students, and everybody else who helped contribute to that education special. Um, we wanted to do something special for you guys, and it got a resounding positive uh, you know, response. And so, again, we really, really appreciate it. You know someone else who gets a resounding community response is our amazing advertiser, Brian Couch of Team Couch of Birch Realty, guys. As we've said many times, and we'll continue to say so, this is the number one realtor and number one realtor team in DeSoto County. Not just Olive Branch, not Hernando, not in DeSoto County, heck, probably in the state of Mississippi. Guys, he's been voted that at least four separate times here in the county. He's nationally ranked when it comes to realtors. There's no one better. They have done over 25,000 closing the last 10 years. They can handle any type of real estate transaction you can imagine and they handle it in a manner that makes you feel comfortable and know that you have a full service team behind you. This is what you want when it comes to real estate. There's no chances for errors, mistakes. They are going to bring it to the table to make sure you are 100% satisfied. Guys, and right now, they are offering a free market analysis on your home if you're in the market to sell right now. This is free, no obligation whatsoever. All you have to do is call, let them know that you can even beat with them, give them the address, and they'll give you a full workup on what your house is worth and the houses around you. Again, this is no obligation. It costs you nothing, and you can learn so much, and you can meet
1: an amazing team. Give them a shout today at one or call Brian personally at 901
0: Cash, it's that time for them jokes, brother. Are you ready? Oh, I am born ready. All right, guys, so this week we're going to have a special. We have our normal three, and then, of course, my daughter decided to let me know that we she has one that has to be on the podcast. And, of course, you can't tell an eight-year-old no, no. if you want to see tomorrow. <laughs> so, let's go with the first one. Cash, what's a forklift? Uh, The thing I use to eat. Food. <laughs> <laughs> Cash, I was robbed at the gas station. I called the police, and they
1: asked me if I knew who did it. No. I told them pump 6 <laughs> <laughs> No lie. I was filling up the other day. And it was like over $46. Woo. I'm just like, what in the world is going on with these gas prices? Uh, and that's even driving around town looking for the best ones. Sam's Club, Kroger, Walmart, all of them. You're, like, you're just getting robbed left and right. Oh, uh, well, it's something else. Have you noticed the sticker war on the on the gas pumps now? <laughs> people you
0: know, putting when, like you know, Biden did this. Biden did this or you know, Trump this. I mean, it's like, I mean, people are spending money and buying stickers to put on gas pumps. Yeah. This is where we're at. This I, is the
1: world we're in right now. And all I can look at that it's just like that's a that's a dollar worth of gas but right. i mean hey bravo to these people that want to go out and get these stickers you know there's have a market fun. for yeah. i enjoy it but <laughs> if milk and gas would like to go back down i'm here for it yes. these prices are no longer a joke like yes. we need to do something about amen. it amen amen
0: cash you won't believe this my uncle charlie got kicked out of the hospital last week for inappropriate comments as he was recovering from covid in the covid ward what did he do he told the rest of the patients to stay positive <laughs> I do like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Uh. All right, bonus. My daughter said she heard this joke. And we have to use it, all right? Cash, sadly, Batman and Robin were attacked by a steamroller, and they have new names. Have you heard them? I haven't. Flat man in ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Well, I appreciate my little girl. She, she listens to the show, and she always enjoys our jokes. And so, there you go.
1: Thank you very much, Layla.
0: Guys, as always, if you're enjoying what you're listening to, or you want to make a suggestion about a joke, or have some news for the community, please make sure
1: that you're following
0: us on Twitter, Facebook, or you can reach out to us on email, as so many of y'all do, at theobpodcast at gmail.com. Guys, we're about to get into the meat and potatoes of our show, but before we do, since I'm talking about meat and potatoes, Cash and I want to talk a little bit about Thanksgiving and just kind of have a rundown. Cash, what do you think about what is the perfect ideal plate for Thanksgiving? So let's start with maybe like a meat, maybe a few sides, maybe a type of bread, and then of course, dessert. All right. So are you a turkey, ham, or do you have something exotic on the table?
1: Turkey. Easy. Easiest decision of my life. I love turkey. You don't get it at any other time of the year, bring it all on.
0: I, I agree with you. I'm gonna lean towards a turkey. Don't get wrong, but I am that kind of guy who gets a little of both. Well, well I should I say d- actually a lot of both, but yeah. I mean if they're both there. Like yeah. I mean a piece <laughs> gonna, of ham is is gonna, gonna stand up. And I'm yeah. bad, you know. Okay. So all right.
1: Type of turkey. Oven roasted, fried or other. If you can get fried, definitely go fry because that's just the most moist turkey you're going to be able to get. It's the most delicious, and there's just no other way to do it if you want to compete with it. But otherwise, I'm just going to go oven. Traditional. Yeah. Traditional. But all I right. do spatchcock it, so Whoa, that makes it a little easy bit easy now. <laughs> That's right. hey, Gordon like, Ramsay next could me. all right. Absolutely. Like, I mean, you just flatten it. It cooks in like an hour, so you don't have that nice little three-hour time frame. Yeah. Nice and juicy still. Yeah. Don't have to worry about it. All right. All Good all way right. to I got
0: go. You. I got you. I'm with you. Fried is my preferred. But I'm also, I got to tell you, my mother-in-law does an amazing oven-roasted one because Mm -hmm. she does the the gravy afterwards and she constantly covers it Mm -hmm. it as she cooks it and it is to die for. You know, so... Uh, I'm lucky that my wife's side of the family does the traditional oven roasted. My my side of the family does the fried. So I get best of both worlds.
1: There we go. But I mean, I'm not endorsing anyone to go fried. It is a very dangerous method. Please <laughs> be careful. Yeah, do not do inside. Do not put a frozen turkey in hot grease. No, defrost that thing. Pat that thing dry. Do know that water will combust and you will have a fire. Yeah,
0: very hot. Very yes. Hot. Uh, all right. Number one side on your plate.
1: What's the first <laughs> thing you have to grab first? Oh, mac and cheese. I'm just one of those people. I I love macaroni and cheese. Sacrilegious. Hey,
0: if you don't have,
1: well, here's my number one thing
0: you have to have is, you know, Cream potatoes, because you know gravy has to be on the table. Yes. If there's no gravy, then cream potatoes are a stretch. But if there's gravy, cream potatoes have to be the number one thing you have to get on the side.
1: Understandable. Plate. I mean, and mashed potatoes are going to be on that plate. So don't worry. All right.
0: So is that your number two? Yes. Okay. Well, good. So my next one after that, when it comes to Thanksgiving, uh, is going to be, of course, green bean casserole. I'm a fan, especially if they have the, the onion you know, on the oh, top. Oh, yeah, the French fried onion, candied onion, onions, you know. essentially. Oh, you get them oh. no other time of the year. Oh, yeah. Of course, it has to have that special
1: ant that just knows how to make it right. Oh, yeah. When I make it,
0: it's, oh,
1: no. Nope. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> See, the dogs are hungry. Yeah. <laughs> years of love and just expertise and know how. Yeah. They, that, that's how the ant All right, it's what's it. your number three? We're a little bit different, but we make it around every holiday. Corn casserole.
0: Dude, I, it is such a hard thing for me to say, but yes, corn casserole is legit. Yeah. Now, are you the type that does whole corn, whole kernel corn with cream corn, sour cream? You know, in uh, that box jiffy, of jiffy, and jiffy, sour all that mixed in there, baked together, undercook oh. it about
1: five minutes so it's still just kind it's of like molten the, lava in the middle. Oh. Yep, oh. cheese in the middle, My a little bit cream meter. cheese. Oh it's, yeah,
0: it's off the Richter scale right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
1: I'm right there with you. Uh,
0: I'm a big sucker for sweet potatoes. Casserole, especially if you Abby's over here in Olive Branch. I don't care what anybody says; they have the sweet, best sweet potato casserole. It is loaded down with butter and sugar. Don't get me wrong; yeah. that's what makes it amazing, of course. But it has uh, bread crumbs that are saturated in butter and cinnamon oh, yeah. sugar, and then it has kind of like that streusel topping. Oh, oh, oh. You know, it's just it's just amazing,
1: and amazing. I'm glad you're saying pecans because a lot of people don't put the pecans on top of their sweet potatoes, and you need that crunch Shaming. texture absolutely to it's change it texture. up and give it a little bit of extra texture is very important. Yes, very very important. And are you marshmallows on top as well, or just a little too
0: sweet? So marshmallows on top makes me think of dessert. So casserole is a side dish. Mod, uh, when you put uh, in my mind, when yeah. you put marshmallows on top, that feels like something you get at the end, you, okay. know, you add that next to your piece of pie or your this, that, or so on. Does that make sense? Because it's just it, a quite a big s- difference in sweet level.
1: No, I mean, it truly is. And sometimes people just, like you said, they don't like it because it's too much of a dessert. Others are like, yes, let me get that full break. And it's roasted marshmallows. I mean, like,
0: what can go wrong? Yeah, he's saying no, right? All right, so.
1: I uh, type of roll. We're talking, are you a garlic toast, a, a dinner roll, cornbread? I'm a dinner yeast roll kind of guy, and I am going to be making them this year, and I'm actually going to try making some croissants, so it's going to be an interesting... Whoa. We do always usually do croissants over the yeast roll around really? Thanksgiving. You know, fancyfy it. You know, just do a little bit extra. They're already just kind of done up in the little Pillsbury Doughboy, you know, poke oh, them yeah. in the thing. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, see... I know some people who are like they can't have Thanksgiving without sister Schubert rolls. That you had to get like the twenty of them in a yep. single pan, you had to pull out. They just soak up everything, you know.
1: Thing so is you understand? Things you know?
0: of beauty. Uh, I'm I'm more like a traditionalist of a huge, light, fluffy yeast roll. Yep. Where you tear it apart and you can stuff turkey and make sandwiches, and make a yep. sandwich out of it. When you know, because you eat your plate. Yep. And you come back an hour and you're like, I
1: don't really want. I'm just gonna make me a. You know, like a pita. Absolutely. You know, just start
0: stuffing that Murph right no, there. No, I'm know. right there with you. You know, <laughs>
1: halftime's come around, you're like, ooh. You know, I can go for a baby round, yeah, you know, a little yeah. appetizer round exactly. before I hit up that full second and plate. it's just unlimited.
0: So you want the huge roll. But again, if you don't have that, i definitely go to Sister Schubert for those. Uh, cornbread is not on the table. So not for me. Not for like, me I mean, either. we can
1: make it and everything if you want it. Like, if someone requested it, that's coming over. But it, right. it, it's not the meal. Sweet cornbread or non-sweet cornbread? I love cornbread. I'm not going to care. And even if it's non sweet, I can put some maple syrup or some butter on it, honey butter, and you know, it be good you, to go. It's
0: funny you say that. Okay. I do not do unsweet cornbread. I just, I don't. Unless hey. it just has copious amounts of butter or gravy to so basically, it just becomes a texture yeah. of what you really wanted to eat. Right. However, my grandmother taught me when she, she was going through the depression and had a rough times and so on, they would make cornbread as one of the cheapest things you can make. Everybody yeah. had an iron skillet. Yep. Yeah. And everything else and they would make giant pans of cornbread and they would eat it partially for dinner and then they would eat it for breakfast. It's like, cornbread for breakfast? Cereal. And they would say what they would do is you two, two different things you could do with it. And I never knew this. And she said they would cut it in sideways and use pancake syrup, mm-hmm. reheat it to make like a cornbread pancake. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. It was delicious. Yes. Even though it was unsweetened. I was like, wow. So then she said, then also they'll crumble it and mix it with milk. Like yeah, a cereal. cereal. I and mean, it ends up becoming like a porridge or whatever you call I was like, I'm especially not so about it. Oh, it's fantastic. So I tried it like that. And of course, back then, it was very sweet, mm-hmm. very thick milk. And so I tried it. I was like, I'm impressed.
1: I mean, so I was kind of like, there you go. No, you know, so it's, was, it's a great way to end the night. It's a nice little night capper, especially if you yeah. go with like a warmer milk, like you said, porridge style. Oh, man. Yeah. I was, I was, it blew me away. I that, was like, hey, you know, ingenuity. You know? That, that thing will put you to sleep. But mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, like the corn casserole, it's almost co- very cornbread esque. It and is. so, like, I'm not craving having cornbread yeah, no, on the no, table no. or anything. Yeah,
0: I'm a one time I'm a one type of corn on the plate, yeah. always kind of guy. It you know, can't be multiple corn dishes. Well, you know what they say about corn. you just borrow it.
1: Yep. <laughs> Never own it. You just <laughs> Never rent it. just borrow it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dessert time. This is gonna be highly contested. What is the number one dessert for Thanksgiving? For me, pecan pie. Thank you, sir. Like you. I Here's mean, a nice and simple. High five. That's what yep. I'm talking about. You know, okay. There is that's the only
1: dessert. It is. Uh, we also have like a non-bake cheesecake that has just been like a nice little family thing. But pecan pie for me, nice warm in the oh, oven.
0: There's nothing better. Now, I know some people are like, well, what about pumpkin pie, sweet potato pie? I've heard of people, you know, like you said, cheesecake. I've mm-hmm. heard that and stuff. But to me, most traditional, the, my favorite dessert of all time is pecan pie. It's up there for me. I mean, it's just one of those things. And so, but pecan pie can be fantastic or it can be done awful. It's one of those things you really need to know what you're doing when you make pecan pie. Otherwise, you're going to have pecan soup or you're going to mm. have the most Hard like pecan brittle that it tastes burnt and awful. Oh. Have
1: you ever had one of somebody who's like, yes. Oh,
0: look at this! And you bite, and you know, it sticks to the roof of your mouth. And you're and like, you Oh know my it. god, this is awful! Yeah, <laughs> I've reached
1: the age to where I can just tell yeah, I've yeah, eaten like enough it. pecan pies in my life, and yeah. I'm just like, I'm full, yeah.
0: yeah, I just can't get no room for that one.
1: <sighs> just sitting there munching on turkey, yeah, this is this is the last I can eat, <laughs> not, not gonna happen. <laughs> I don't need any more sugar anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just go over there, grab a can of cool whip, and go ahead and just start spraying it in the mouth and everything. Just be like, Yep, absolutely. Full, filled up,
0: absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Alright, we'll get off the food thing. Guys, we got a good show for you guys. we got true crime news, regular news, all of a meeting. Uh, We've got a fact of the week, a motivational message. So, of course, we should get started with our motivational message before we go anywhere else with the show. This week, Cash, I've got a really, really cool one, and it's called... What are you made of? And this is a great little motivational message to kind of like a kind of a gut check. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you're in the dumps or you're, you're thinking about different things and maybe you're, you know, you're you're thinking, golly, am I a loser? You know, which no one is, you know, just but it's one of these things that gives you a little a little kick in the pants, man. You know, it's something to feel good about. And I think you're really going to like it.
1: All right. Let's hear it.
2: The victory is proof of the skill you possess. Defeat is the proof of your grit. A weakling can smile in his days of success, but a trouble's first sign, he will quit. So the test of the heart and the test of your pluck isn't skies that are sunny and fair, but how do you stand to the blow that is struck, and how do you battle despair? A fool can seem wise when the pathway is clear and it's easy to see the way out, but the test of a man's judgment is something to fear and what does he do when in doubt? And the proof of his faith is the courage he chose when sorrows lie deep in his breast. It's the way that he suffers the griefs that he knows that brings out his worst or his best. The test of a man is how much he will bear for a cause which he knows to be right. How long will he stand in the depths of despair? How much Will he suffer and fight? There are many to serve when the victory is near, and few are the hurts to be borne. But it calls for a leader of courage to cheer the men in a battle for long. It is the way you hold out against odds that are great that proves what your courage is worth. It is the way that you stand to the bruises of fate that shows up your stature and girth and victory is nothing but proof of your skill veneered with a glory that's thin unless it is a proof of unfaltering will and unless you have suffered to win
1: got to say getting ready in the holidays and everything that is exactly what i need to make sure that i can finish up everything and you've done a fantastic job finding all of these
0: oh it's so much fun man you I mean, uh... know I, and the funny thing is I get a lot of suggestions from people or I get uh, requests for things to talk about. So mm-hmm. it makes it easier when you have a, you know, a goal in mind. You know what I'm saying? So, again, we appreciate all that and hope you all enjoy those as well. This is our amazing advertiser, Michael Hatcher and Associates, guys. If you're in the market to maybe get some landscape construction done around your house, you maybe you want a pergola, a whole new back patio, you have irrigation issues, drainage issues, whatever you can imagine that's around uh, landscaping. They are the company to work with, guys. They can do everything. They are a huge, huge fixture here in Olive Branch, and they do everything you can imagine—from commercial work down to residential. Not only that, if you're in the market for a new job, they are always hiring and let me tell you, it is an amazing place to work. They have fantastic people around you. It's an environment that's infectious, loving, caring, and heck, their motto is hire for life. They don't want to go through the process of, you know, going through people over and over and over again. They want to make sure the environment is right for you. Go check them out at hatcherlandscape.com. They have a whole list of positions they have available even right now when it's getting colder. They still need people because the company is thriving so well because their recipe is dynamite. Again, go check out HatcherLandscape.com or you can talk to
1: their talent acquisition manager, Gabby, at one 755 3207
0: Guys, let's go ahead and do some true crime news. And this one's kind of tough, so I'm going to go ahead and let you know. Be ready. This one is a about a man on death row. So guys, a Union County jury sentenced David Cox to death for his May 2010 murder of his estranged wife. After he shot his wife two times, he sexually assaulted his stepdaughter as she was dying and it led to an eight-hour hostage situation. He was convicted and after several appeals in 2018, Cox admitted his guilt and started asking the court to let him waive all future appeals and proceed with his execution. On October 21st, the Mississippi Supreme Court agreed and set the execution for November 17th. In the same time, Chief Justice Michael Randolph allowed his state-appointed attorneys to stay on in an advisory role, but banned all of them from trying to legally stop the execution against Cox's will. Cox's last words were, I want my children to know I love them very much, and I was a good man at one time. And don't ever read anything but the King James Bible. And I want to say thank you to Commissioner for being so kind to me. That's all I got to say. The execution was completed on November 17th at 6 p.m. And he was pronounced dead at 612 by the coroner.
1: That's just a hard thing to listen to, like you said. Um, I'm glad he was. It's hard to say. I'm glad he was able to find some center in the end and be able to tell his children that he loves them. I don't know if I can believe that, you know, knowing what he did, but in his head, he knows that he loves them. And man, that's just,
0: it's tough, man. It, it is tough. You know, And I debated talking about what led to his execution or like that. But you know, when you, all you hear is somebody's executed. People yeah. want to know well, what it, the circumstances are and, You know, and, you know, we're not going to get on the topic of whether or not execution is appropriate, not appropriate, but it happened. And so, well, I mean, it's one of those things. And it's just like you said, I'm happy that he came to the realization and said, there's no more appeals needed. I'm ready to meet my fate. I know what I did. And let's move on. He admitted his guilt. And and I mean, he
1: took state assisted suicide in a sense, and he escaped the pain that he was going through of knowing that he sexually molested a eight-year-old girl and murdered somebody so i mean it was something that he couldn't live with anymore yeah. and in in my opinion and he decided to just take that way out
0: yeah there you go there you go well guys let's get to some more positive news <laughs> to the area <laughs> let's get here locally uh, and we
1: had a nice little alderman meeting thank you for our chandler corner as he went and gave us a little bit of audio of that meeting it There was a good bit of turnout for everybody that came out. So thank you for going and participating in these things. This is one of the things that we love about the community and growing these alderman meetings. There was a huge topic on deck for open container laws in Olive Branch, Mississippi, down in Old Town Olive Branch.
0: Now, Cash, there was a little bit of heated discussion about this. Some local businesses were not necessarily for it, but it seemed like it was highly
1: favorable for a lot of people. Is that the vibe you got? After listening to it, it definitely, there was a few businesses that came in and spoke. Mississippi Ale House had some representatives there, some of the patrons saying how much they enjoyed it and what it could do for the community. Obviously, like you said, and we've talked on the show before, some businesses showed up and had some worries. A lot of it concerning the Wesson House and making sure that that environment stays nice and safe. And it looks like they talked it out, had a good discussion, and it was passed unanimously to have open container laws. So we're going to see now. These are something that are going to be fluid; that they're going to be changed throughout. So I'm excited to see how this shapes up, and especially once the Cotton Gin District is finished, what it's all going to look like.
0: Oh no, uh, you know, I think it's a it's a step in the direction they want to go, and it's going to be quite a change for all of Branch when it comes to Old Town. I think it was something that was necessary for what they are trying to achieve there. Because you have to understand, Old Town's gonna need to have its own kind of vibe. feel and vibe. Because now that you're adding cascades and silo squares coming to play, people are going to be looking for those local hotspots to mm-hmm. go for entertainment, food, things of that nature. And so it's gonna need to have its own niche over here, and that's a good step towards that.
1: Well, and like to me, one of the important things is you already have a strong police presence in the area. You know, you're right there off the interstate, you've got Walmart, you've got the courthouse, you've got the park, so there's always somebody patrolling. No one's ever felt unsafe in that area. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like there's going to be a lot of, not DUI checkpoints or anything, but officers just making sure that that, there's
0: two fire stations. Like you said, the court, municipal, I mean, like everything is there that needs to be there to make it feel like you can go there and never have to be worried about anything. Yeah.
1: And nothing's going to get out of hand, I don't think so. I think this is the right area. I think it's done right, and like we said, it's going to be fluid, and it's important to just have this out right now, and then be able to workshop it as it continues right. to, when as it grows. Up. You know, yes. what I mean, if
0: you have all this stuff and then suddenly changes, big changes like that, that leads to a massive influx, that where you can, you know, you're not sure how you can handle it, could lead to problems. This being a slow go. They'll be able to manage it well, be able to uh, you know make adjustments as they go before it really gets into where the cotton gin and everything else blossoms, and boom, we're there.
1: Yes, and we will be posting a photo on our social media to let everyone know which one they actually went with because there's a few different plans and just keeping everybody up to date with what's going to happen with this. Awesome. So thank you again, Michael Chandler. That was the main thing that was discussed. Yeah, that was the primary thing. Everything else was just kind of zoning so that I think people are tired of trying to figure out of us talking about audio. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So Cash, what do we got for some local news, man?
1: Well, I think I'm going to let you take the number one hit since you've talked oh, so yeah. dearly about ponchos. So Sabarusa, is that how you pronounce yeah, it? I believe so.
0: Uh, is the company who has announced they have purchased the famed ponchos dip... And are planning on get this shipping it nationwide. That is a big undertaking and an amazing for a local product that is so intertwined with this community and area.
1: Yeah, I mean it started off as a restaurant, nailed the cheese dip recipe and was able to get out and enjoy the rest of their life. So I couldn't be happier for them. Hopefully the recipe stays the exact same and it just gets shipped nationwide. But I have a feeling we're gonna have plenty of taste testers let us know. If it's a little bit different or not. Oh, yeah. Don't let me me catch your (laughs) slip. Don't let you catch your
0: slip. Guys, last week we talked about a carjacking that happened at Walmart when one of my former students, unfortunately, was shot, but she is okay. But as always, OBPD has come through. They have arrested Andre Jean Gardner, 18, of Memphis. He has been charged with attempted to commit a murder, armed carjacking, and conspiracy to commit a felon. And this is all related to that one we were talking about back on November 7th. So we're very proud of our police force and happily they're making strides to handle the situation. And hopefully justice is served.
1: And it looks like IDs are now going to be going digital and be a little bit easier for people like me who don't always carry a wallet. The Mississippi Department of Public Safety has partnered with I-D-E-M-I-A, the world leading biometric and identity solutions provider to introduce Mississippi Mobile ID to its residents. This is not going to be something that you have to use. You can still just use the physical ID, wait in the DMV and have that for you every four to eight years to make sure you're a OK. But for people who want to be on the little bit more technological savvy side or just have everything on their phone, this is going to be for you. It will only unlock with your thumbprint and face scan, so no one's going to be able to steal your license or anything of that nature. And it will be accepted as a valid driver's license in case of a police stop or anything like that. So you'll cool. always be able to have that ID on you. That is awesome. That, that's a that's a good step forward for the uh, the state
0: in general. You know, mm-hmm. you wouldn't think Mississippi would be one like that, but that's that's pretty freaking cool. Guys, winter hours are going into effect for our DeSoto County Rubbish Pits. The one I always go to is right there on Sanders there in Olive Branch. Starting today, the Rubbish Pits will be open from Monday through Friday from 7 to
1: 4.30 p.m. and on Saturdays from 7 a.m. to 12 noon. Now, I'm assuming that's just because it's getting darker earlier and they don't want people to risk getting hurt or something. I don't go to many rubbish pits, so.
0: Well, I'll tell you this. If you've never been to a DeSoto County rubbish pit, guys, it's, you know, it's not necessarily you want to take a normal car to. I'm going to be no, honest with you. No, like, I okay, mean. Because, like we'll say, I've always gone to the one there on Sandage. Um, it's very convenient. It's right off of Church Road, right by Pleasant Hill. And, you know, when you go into that you drive and you're like, oh, yeah. And all of a sudden you drive up what looks to be at least, uh, you know, 80 to 100 foot, you know, incline of garbage. Yeah. You drive to the top of it. You unload it and a dozer pushes it around and we continue to just con- b- b- bury it and bury it. You know, I've seen so many of trucks and vehicles go in there and unfortunately they'll drive over something they shouldn't have drove over or, the, you know, or a car gets stuck like that. You want to go when it's dry, uh, it's not cold because you're up there high, the wind will blow you away. I mean, it's just, it's not for the faint of heart when it comes to something, when it comes to weather conditions.
1: And like you said, some people drive over things that they're not supposed to and just know you take everything at your own risk. Oh, there's no doubt. So...
0: You know, I I drive a truck every day. It's not an issue, but you you definitely want to make sure you stay in your lane and know where you are. And, you know, but I I always appreciate you. Believe it or not, you'll find good people at the dump. I know that sounds crazy, but every time I go, somebody's always offered to help unload my trailer. I help unload that. Everybody's in it together. You know what I mean? The only thing you have to worry about is the guy on the bulldozer. You know, if he (laughs) sees a single plastic Sprite bottle or any kind of this, that, or so on, he's going to come over and he's going to get you. You know, you can't have that hair, you know, no household trash, that kind of stuff. It's truly for things you can't put in your trash can. Yeah. And, you know, and just follow the rules. They have a list of everything you can and cannot dump, things that are
1: appropriate. And so be a good citizen and take care of it the right way. The Mississippi Secretary of State Michael Watson made a quick stop to Hernando on Tuesday to meet with some Republican supporters. And he was talking about the Mississippi Early Voting Initiative Group. That is becoming more and more active as they attempt to get Mississippi lawmakers to allow an early voting period ahead of the actual designated election. He said in the municipal elections, we had roughly 20 of our folks from our office go to more than 60 cities and hundreds of precincts. Being in there, being an active Secretary of State's office, we're making sure the laws are being followed. I think that's been a deterrent that has helped. And that was all said by Watson. There are some areas regarding elections that Watson wants legislation to take up in the upcoming session. One concern that he has had is voter role maintenance, giving the state power to more closely ensure the citizens voting are who they are and are legally able to vote in an election. Currently, Mississippi relies on federal law and federal statutes, Watson explained. I proposed legislation last year and we got it through the Senate, but it died in the House. We're coming back with that this year. He wants to make sure that only United States citizens are in our elections. So, I mean, that's something. Voter ID, a lot of those things is what he and the Republican Party are pushing for, and that's what he was saying in that message.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, that's definitely a Republican uh, strong point or area of focus, and so uh, it's good to see how see how it goes, I guess you'd say. Guys, if you live in this area and you have a house that's maybe in disarray, outdated, or needs some repair because who knows what's happened, and maybe you've just made the choice of, you just don't want to fool with it, and it's just too much of a hassle, and maybe you want to entertain the offer of a cash offer. Um, There is a great company called Rodman Properties, and they have an amazing website called ibuydesoto.com. And what they do is, is they buy properties... That meet those criteria. If there's a house you just want to get rid of, maybe you got a divorce, lost a loved one, whatever it is, and not in the mood or in the place, or maybe don't even live close by, that you really want to get rid of quick and for a solid cash offer then this is the place you want to check out. It is ran by an amazing family, um, and that is Abby and Spence Rodman. They are close friends of Cash and I. They've been with our show for a long time, and they do fantastic work when it comes to buying these houses. They rehab them, and they resell them, or turn them into rental properties that boost the value in the communities they're in. This is the kind of company you want to work for. So, again, please go to their website, iBuyDeSoto.com, to check out all the things they offer and contact them if you have a house today.
1: Now, we have talked about the money that Mississippi has been given, and on November the 18th, the state of Mississippi issued $1.13 billion worth of general obligation bonds, which included a refinancing of approximately $717.5 million of existing debt. This refinancing will save taxpayers over $53.3 million, and additionally, the financing provides approximately $326 million for capital projects that were authorized by the legislator and Governor Reeves, including economic development programs, university and community college improvements, and other infrastructure projects for the state and communities throughout Mississippi. That's awesome. I mean, it's something that I love to see, especially for community college because they get a bad rap. Both you and me went to a community college and if you're going if you don't know what you're going to college for, go ahead and give that a look. It's cheaper. It does the exact same thing.
0: It's the equivalent.
1: I yeah. mean, what's the matter? If you're paying less, you get the same credit. And you just yeah. get a more one on one with your teachers. Yeah. You don't feel like you're bugging. And like me personally, I don't like three hundred people in my class. Like I love having 20 to 40 people and being able to oh, actually yeah. do community projects
0: college, community college was one of the best experiences i had growing up you know going wrong that was a long time ago but i mean still it hasn't changed much and it's it was a great experience yeah so, so seeing them get some of that
1: funding i couldn't be happier for absolutely
0: it. the civic center is looking to grow and become the face of the mid-south and it's about to happen with monday's approval by the Soto county board of supervisors for a 35 million in bonding to fund a massive expansion The unanimous vote directs bonding to fund a convention center, full-service hotel, and freestanding restaurants on the ground. The hotel component is important for South Haven Mayor Darren Musselwhite, who told supervisors the city has attracted several hotel franchises interested in locating in a full-service hotel at the Lander Center. We have more than one hotel we're talking about right now, Musselwhite told supervisors. For us to have a hotel that we've never had in DeSoto County before, it's contingent on there being a convention center.
1: So how do you feel about the civic center growing like that? You know, I, I
0: think it, I mean it's great for the area. No, there's no doubt. Uh it's interesting that, you know, thirty five mil, you know, that's a that's quite a chunk of cheddar. You know what I mean? So yeah, it, I mean, it, it was... makes you it makes
1: you grit your teeth a little bit like woo. And just with the amount of traffic that we already get for it on big events and everything, Church Road, I don't really know how you expand it or do anything, especially coming right there off of 55. Well, like,
0: I hope the $35 million covers the infrastructure better because even like when people want to get vaccinations, yeah. the line was all the way under the interstate, lines back on 51. We need another way into the area other than just those two thoroughfares because the interstate becomes almost impassable and especially on the underside, all the way back to Tangers. Mm-hmm. We've got to come up with a solution.
1: Well, especially during shopping season, it's even worse because, I mean, you can get that all the way back to old 51. I mean, school coming out, there's a lot of congested times right there to where you're just sitting in traffic for 45 minutes and you haven't moved three lights.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you there. So 35- I, I'm very interested to see the plan, to yeah. see how they, what, what it actually entails. You know what I mean? Because it's almost, honestly, it's almost like it needs
1: its own off-ramp off the interstate. I mean, it, I, I agree with you completely, and I don't even know where you would begin to put one. I mean, it would, it would almost be like right <laughs> there into the a parking, parking lot. Mile, yeah,
0: you know, you know, past the original one, right there on Church. Just have it where it cuts in right behind the Civic Center and cuts into the where, you know, where that yeah. warehousing district is. But at least then, the only people who get off there is for the Civic Center or the warehouse. And so you would reduce your thoroughfare traffic. And I assume
1: the restaurant's just going to be the one right there beside the water tower that's been a failed restaurant. If you make that easier to get to, like you said, you give it its own off-ramp, it might actually be able to survive. And you give that its actual driveway to the Civic Center because you got all that ground right there that's just unused. So, I mean, there's a way to make it work. I don't think $35 million is enough to do everything that no, we just 35
0: said. $35 is probably enough for the off-ramp. Yeah, I mean, so <laughs> I,
1: I'm a little bit worried with it. I, I wish that this was something that we as citizens could have voted on or talked about a little bit more besides the boards of supervisors, but they have the best interests for us in growing and trying to create those yeah. jobs. Right. It's just, I don't know. It, I, I remember when we first built the Civic Center and seeing all our taxes go up to 10% for something that, it was for high school graduations that didn't really make a whole bunch of sense for me.
0: Well, it's expanded a lot now, and it's gotten way better. Right? And I mean, but it's yeah. brought a
1: lot of entertainment. There right. is no doubt, but... I, like I said,
0: it's kind of one of those things where, here, it's done. Let's wait and see how they go about it, and maybe they've got a good plan in their place, and it changes things. I absolutely Let's hope, hope so. that you're right. Let's hope so. Guys, it's now time for our Facts of the Week, and that is brought to you by Rob Long of the Soda County Museum, which is located in Hernando on Commerce Street, right across from the Area 51 ice cream shop. They are open Tuesday through Saturday. They have numerous exhibits for your viewing and learning pleasure. Don't miss out on this. It's a great place to take you and your family. Guys, did you know that DeSoto County was once the dairy capital of Mississippi? Believe it or not, at one time, there were more dairy farmers per capita than any county in the region, and that included neighboring states. The very last dairy farmer in DeSoto County was a proud resident of Olive Branch, Mr. Johnson crazy that that was the case yeah.
1: now have you ever had just like true milk like almost straight from the cow in the glass bottle and everything
0: yes believe it or not if you um, hernando and olive branch both have a farmer's market and i have been to where they have sell where they have sold uh true homegrown yeah. milk that are sold on quite a difference it's almost like a milkshake
1: it, not almost like it is a milkshake it is delicious and my goodness i i I had a roommate who was a neighbor with a dairy farmer. and he'd always bring some up. It was like a drug deal. You give him ten, and then all of a sudden, you had some glass bottles of <laughs> milk hear the throw glass in your fridge. The coke, you know? <laughs> I got it. Oh man! And like you just let it sit there for a second. Like, You say like it kind of congeals like a melted milkshake, and you're just like, "Give it hey, to me." Hey, the way you're describing this is a little too much.
0: Okay? You need to calm down over here.
1: I'm gonna keep this G-rated on the podcast. Oh man! <laughs> like there's something about it that hits different. And now, like. You're paying the same price. Just go ahead and get I the know, good stuff. I'm well the good stuff. Yeah,
0: and, I, and I'm a two percent guy. You know, I'm a, a thinner. You know, a little bit thinner stuff. You know, I, can,
1: I don't even get do out anything. of here. <laughs> Just, I don't know what to do with you. I can't even look at you right now. Red oh, cap yeah. or nothing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, guys, that wraps up the first half of our show, which is actually probably the majority of it. But we have an awesome post game show coming up where we are going to be doing our basketball scores, a little bit of football news. And of course, Cash's big segment coming down to
1: his bookie days of working Monday night football, which I promise I am not working on with the bookies and trying to get your money. I'm just really bad at picking right now, but we're going to turn it all around this week. Are you looking to start renovating? Well, North Mississippi Dumpster is the local business you want to contact. All you have to do is head over to desotodumpsters.com. You'll be able to find all of your pricing and sizing needs. They're open seven days a week and have fantastic prices. They carry 13 and 20-yard roll-off dumpsters that are in great conditions so you don't have an or sitting in your yard or on your job site. They service Desoto, Tate, Marshall, and Tunica counties, so visit them at desotodumpsters.com or give them a call at 901-299-0916. Are you tired of an unimpressive lawn or need some help from a local professional to get your yard the way you want it? Look no further than Master Lawn for your weed control and fertilizing needs. Master Lawn has been serving the olive branch community and surrounding areas for over 25 years and is ready to add you to their long list of satisfied customers. Contact them today for a free quote through their website, www.masterlawninc.com or call 901-250-0873. Welcome to OB Pod's Post Game Show.
0: That's right guys, we're back into our post game and of course we're going to go ahead and knock out the one football news we have. Sadly, South Haven was our last hope of a continuing football program at the playoffs and they were defeated this Friday uh, with a score of 42-27 to with Starkville. Um Starkville is likely to be the number one team going into the you know state championship. They're going to have to face Madison Central, who defeated Oxford. And that is a repeat of their own district, and that game was heavily contested. So it'll be kind of a toss-up to see who wins. But in my opinion, this is going to be the real state championship. Madison Central versus Starkville, the winner of this game, will likely go on to win the state championship and represent North Mississippi well.
1: Yeah, bravo to South Haven. I hate to see that your defense is what ended up costing you, giving up 42 points. It did so well all throughout the year. But everyone, please hold your heads up. Hi, you made it to the second round of the playoffs. You played, like we said, most likely the state champion or who should be the runner-up. So bravo to everybody! It has been a pleasure covering football, and we look forward to diving headfirst fully into basketball.
0: Absolutely, well, guys. Speaking of basketball, let's dive into some scores. Cash. Let's go with our girls for our local area. What do we got?
1: Well, Desoto Central played two games. They won the first game, sixty-five to thirty-two. And Janiah Jones had an all-star performance in that game. 22 points, 11 rebounds, and 6 steals along with 3 blocks. Now this was
0: over South Haven. Yes. Yeah, and so the next game they played Hernando. And sadly,
1: Hernando came out of nowhere and defeated DeSoto Central 56-50. to Next we had Lewisburg taking on Independence. And they won 72-34 to with Ali Carroll leading the way with 18 points. On their next game, Lewisburg
0: took a tough loss versus Lake Carmett, losing seventy-five to seven in a double OT game. Allie, again scored twenty eight points, and Allison Irby scored twenty-one points. That's a tough one to lose when you go into OT. I've been there many, many times, and you every time you go, it's just like it's every breath who's the last one to hold the ball, that kind of stuff. And so And uh, a double
1: OT to just nail it extra home. My goodness. Bravo to them for fighting that hard and playing that well. Yeah. Center Hill took on Memphis Academy of Health and Sciences, unfortunately, and the women lost sixty-five to fifty.
0: Yeah, I was there, Cash. It was a good game. Um, you know, so Memphis Academy of Health and Sciences is a charter school, mm-hmm. and so you can take kids from any area. Man, they were talented. They, <laughs> they had three or four girls is almost as tall as I am, um, and you know, and they handled the court well. It is. Um, is coached by a well-known, you know, pl- uh, former player of Memphis, it was Cheyenne. I think it's Gibson is the last name. Um, and you know, a little a couple people were starstruck yeah. by he was there. Uh, but he does a good program. He does the great things. And um, sometimes you're just out-talented. Well, he was, but our kids fought hard. Believe it or not, we were losing twenty to six at one time, and we came back and into the third, and we're leading the game. Uh, but uh, they just kind of turned it on at the very end. Used the height to their advantage, mm-hmm. made some big shots, and just kind of kind of took away the. Wind out of the sails, as they say, and it was an unfortunate loss, uh, sixty-five to
1: fifty. Yeah, Olive Branch took on Lafayette and won sixty-nine to sixty-three. And later in the week, in what I am hoping is a mistype, but I don't believe it is, uh, they beat Holly Springs seventy-one to seventeen. This is unreal.
0: Um, Holly Springs is a basketball school. And so they have that's not the, looked like
1: it this year, though
0: they have not. Um, so I am very interested. I was able to get a hold of Coach uh, Thompson and ask him if he would join us. And so he'll do a quick interview with us here in just a minute to talk about this game. And you know, and maybe uh, I'm really more interested to hear about some of a, a player that happens to be back on the court, mm-hmm. uh, which is probably considered one of the best players in the entire county, and that is Miss Rima Piggies. And because it shows that she scored 22 points in this ball game. And I know she just came back after a major knee surgery, which she was not supposed to return until January. So to hear that she is playing in November,
1: this is major. And shaking off all the rust and just showing that she had none of it is amazing. And Addison
0: Howell also had 22 points in that game. That is absolutely awesome. 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 Well, guys, I think it's a good time to get with Coach Thompson. And let's see what he has to say about the ball game and Ole Rima. All right, guys, I got Coach Thompson with me. Coach, how we doing today?
3: Man, I'm doing fairly well. You know, uh, had a big game last night with uh cross-town uh, robbery that, that got re uh, or rekindled, however you want to put it, with Hollis Springs. It's like a two- or three-year delay, but for the most part, Hollis Springs and Olive Branch has always played each other. So uh started that back up and uh, got a big win last night.
0: Uh, a big win is an understatement, Coach. My record is shows y'all won 70-something to 17. Is that accurate? Uh,
3: yes, sir. It was 71 to
0: 17. Oh, my good gracious. Now, Coach, you know, some people might look at that and go, that is a murder. You know, it's almost like you need to put a homicide tape up, call the police, and say that, you know, something was gone down here, almost child abuse. W- w- what do you say to comments like that?
3: Well, I say that we've had so many struggles this uh last couple of weeks and uh, start of this season that it was about time for us to get one where we actually got in rhythm and, and we able to put out a, a victory like such. But uh, you know, it, it's one of those things that sometimes uh, the better team is much better than the other team. And unfortunately, ending is that the results uh, end up the way they
0: are hey that's all right coach hey you know what get on that court you play ball it is what it is holly spring is known as a basketball school that score was pretty surprising but you know coach one thing i want to focus on is that one of your leading scorers if not your leading scorer uh had a name that i hadn't heard in a while and i wasn't expecting to hear and so i want to talk about it Rima pakeez is back on the court scored 22 points tell us about it coach what does it mean to have your senior leader back up
3: uh it's it's great man uh the the crazy part is uh it's surprising and shocking to everyone else but not to me because i've seen the kid and had the kid since she was a baby as a freshman and i've just seen the maturation physically and mentally uh of a young lady that has been just remarkable from the first day and the crazy part is uh she was supposed to be back after christmas and then uh hopefully somewhere between late middle division play to the playoffs, and now all of a sudden we're only five games in and she's made her second game uh, back because she was just that determined. And she actually even uh, wrote it down and, and said, it, Coach, I'm coming back if all possible at the beginning of the season. I said, well, I'm not going to doubt you. You have a lot on your plate in order for that to happen. But, uh, you know, it just has out to that kid and the relentless work that she's really put in. She's really did a, a remarkable job of going around the clock and training and working and rehabbing and uh just just taking everything for what it's worth but she literally got off the surgery table and started working the next week so to see this maturation process is not surprising to me but it is uh something remarkable for everybody else to just be at all about
0: that's awesome coach that's absolutely awesome very proud to hear that i know that's going to make great for her recruiting and you know her confidence moving into the season and lead to big things for you guys, because I know that was a huge puzzle piece that you would be missing if you didn't have it. And I know that as a leader, uh, one of the leaders of the team, that that's going to mean quite a pay of dividends when it comes to how y'all are going to play for the rest of the season. So congratulations on the big W, Coach. Congratulations on getting Rima back. And I really appreciate you joining us for a few minutes to talk about the game.
3: Absolutely, man. It was uh, my honor and pleasure to talk to you. And uh, just excited about moving forward and seeing what the future holds and what we can do. And uh it, it doesn't stop we can't celebrate the big win last night too long because we got a huge game tonight uh against uh, tishomingo county they they have been picked uh to win the 4 a or to be in contention of it they one of the top 10 teams in the state and so we have our hands full and we just gonna go battle with them and see what happens
0: sounds awesome coach we wish you good luck uh and
1: uh, we know you'll bring home the w all right
3: thanks so much man i appreciate it thank you Thank
1: you for coming on, Coach, and it is awesome to hear that. Everything is already wheels running, so I'm excited to see where you take this team for the rest of the year.
0: Absolutely.
1: Now we're going to move on to the boys, and Zach, how about you let us know how Lewisburg did?
0: Yeah, guys, the Lewisburg played a couple games. They played Independence and won 79-47, and then they played Lake Comrade, defeating Lake Comrade 60-42. to Right now, Lewisburg is playing a very well-balanced attack and had at least four players in double digits during that game. That's quite impressive.
1: Coach Tipton is doing a phenomenal job right now. I couldn't agree with you more. And your coach down at Center Hill is doing a fantastic job as they beat Memphis Academy of Health Sciences 80-59. to
0: That's correct. Um, this game started off so slow, Cash. The
1: first period score, I'm not kidding now, 8-6. to and was it just like a no defense bonanza? Everyone just draining uh, everything. I mean, like did the was... nets catch fire in the second and third period?
0: Again, like I talked about a minute ago, the the academy it had some very talented players on it. You know, in certain key areas, they had a number eleven. The kid had one of the fastest first steps I've ever seen. Okay, I mean, like you blink and he was already by you. And we have some pretty decent defenders at Center Hill. Mm-hmm. This kid was making moves that were like. Impressive. I mean, I was like, I know there was at least one or two college coaches in the gym that were mm-hmm. like, "Who is this?" You know, um, his shot was awkward though. One of those guys who sticks his elbow out to the side while he shoots. You know, and it kind of gives you that cringe. Yeah, but he made some points, man. I think he had like twenty points there, over twenty points of their game, and he was he was their leading scorer, but. Uh, Center Hill, like I said, slow start, but they picked it up and got on a roll. You know, we're a fast-paced team, a lot of running, a lot of good downfield. Once you get in
1: that rhythm, it's hard to slow it down. Yeah,
0: exactly. And so we, they were able to take control and you know, handle it by the end.
1: Next up, DeSoto Central played South Haven and lost 70-53. to They were led by Dorian Whitley's 25 points. Yeah, that's tough.
0: Coach, man, South Haven is a good team. Coach Wilson, uh, I used to work with him at DeSoto Central. He was there when you were there, believe it or not. Yes, he was actually my Mississippi studies coach. And, uh, you know, he does a good job. Uh, South Haven's talented, as we heard earlier when they played OB. It came down to the wire, final shot. Uh, They're going to be somebody to deal with in the county. I can honestly say DeSoto County is very talented, especially the eastern side of the county Mm -hmm. when it comes to basketball. uh, It makes for a lot of exciting games.
1: They also played Hernando and they beat them 61 to 46 with Deontay Green leading the way with 16 points. Olive Branch Boys played Lafayette and won 90 to 47.
0: That's a slaughter. And then played Holly Springs and beat them 84 to 60. Terry Joyner led the way with 23 points and five players on the team had double figures. Quite an impressive night.
1: You love it when a team is able to be that balanced and then just not care who is scoring is what that shows. Nice ball movement, and I'm excited to see how we do throughout the year. Absolutely.
0: Guys, as always, hope you enjoyed our post-game show and hope you'll tune in next week. Of course, now it's the time for Cash to let us know why. You should never hire him as a bookie. Yes, or
1: hire me as a bookie, and you will make some money. But like I said, we're going to turn that around. I've been doing as much studying as I've always been, and I know it doesn't show, but hey, that's just the way this goes. It is still a gamble, but we are going to be riding with the New York Giants plus 10.5 points against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Their defense is in shambles. The Giants are going to be able to pass the ball. They love explosive plays and have the weapons that can get downfield against a defense like the Buccaneers. Tom Brady has not looked in sync. They are actually defeated without Antonio Brown. There is a chance that he misses this game just because of the scandal he had with a fake vaccination card that is going around. And it was bound to happen at some point. He said he is fully vaccinated and he will have a televised shot booster if it is needed for people to believe that he did not get a fake vaccination card, but this is why I lose faith in the NFL oh, a
0: televised vaccination. Like I mean, some of me? this stuff,
1: you just can't make it up. Get out of here. But I mean, the giants defense by no means is good. It is going to be a shootout. And I just truly believe the giants offense is going to be able to put up points. They were able to hold the dynamic chiefs offense and cover with ease. We did not ride with them on that one, but we are going to be smarter. A lot of people are going to be on the Bucks. They're going to want the Bucks because it's just fun to root for Tom Brady. We're fading it, going the other way, grabbing the points with the Giants, and going to watch a very explosive and fun Monday night football game.
0: There you go. No offense, Cash, but everybody doing the absolute opposite of what he just said. <laughs> <laughs> so. I,
1: best of luck, Taylor Fade. I hope everyone makes a little bit of money.
0: There you go. Guys, we hope you really enjoyed the show as always. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, we hope you listen to our friends down in Hernando as they have what's called a podcast Under the Water Tower. They do the exact same stuff we do, highlighting their community news and information and also have some cool facts and other things. And it's a great partnership we have with them. They are truly something good to listen to. Give them a shot. As always, guys, we also appreciate you uh, listening to us, subscribing to us, and sharing it with your friends. It means the world to us. And if you have a few minutes, go to iTunes and leave us a positive review. A Five stars would be absolutely fantastic. We might even mention your review on our show. Oh, and one last thing, guys. If you're interested in advertising with us going up to this new year, please reach out to us quickly. We are trying to fill in our last few slots. The email is theobpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to work with you and give you information to see if we can make this happen. Thank you. Lastly, guys, we want to say again, have a wonderful Thanksgiving break as you're listening to this. We hope you get plenty of great uh, fellowship, food, and camaraderie, and it's a great week for everyone. But other than that, I think we're going to call it. I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. We'll see y'all next week.